Welcome to Everything You Remember Sucks. I'm the best co-host, Colleen. And I'm a middle co-host, Matt. And I can teach you how to bewitch the mind and ensnare the senses. I can tell you how to bottle fame, brew glory, and even put a stopper in death. Then again, maybe some of you have come to this podcast in possession of abilities so formidable that they feel confident enough to not pay attention. Mr. Anoop, our third host. Uh, And so when I planned this, of course... I didn't realize we'd be doing two episodes today, so I have a second intro. Oh, okay, okay. Which is, uh... Sorry, wait, 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 wait. Welcome to Everything Remember Talks. I'm one of your co-hosts, Colleen. I'm one of your co-hosts, Matt. Here we go. Anoop, Order of Merlin, third class, honorary member of the Dark Force Defense League, and five times winner of Witch Weekly's Most Charming Smile Award. But I don't like to talk about that. <laughs> Well, uh, in case you haven't guessed it, we are doing Lord of the Rings. Yes, yes. And those are some famous lines from, of course, our good friend Gandalf the Grey. <laughs> Just inspiring. Uh, Thanks, guys. Yeah. Well, okay, so we've been planning to do Harry Potter for a really long time. And in preparation for this, all of us reread the books or listened to the audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And we've been re-watching the movies as well. We are still in the midst of rewatching the movies. And we decided after watching one and two that we could just get them both into the same episode because they are mediocre. The movies are mediocre. The movies are mediocre. Yeah, the books are fine. Yeah, the books are fine. And to start it off in this day and age, whenever we're talking about anything related to Harry Potter, uh, we could just kick it off with saying uh, trans people are people. Um, (laughs) You know, the statements of J.K. Rowling are abhorrent. And we wholeheartedly disagree with them. Yeah. Correct. Yes. That being said, at some point in time, you have to reckon with the fact that things that were very formative to you can also be associated with terrible people. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah. You just kind of have to live with that one. Yeah. I would say, I would say that it really, like, it didn't, and I don't know what, I don't know how I'm trying to say here. It didn't ruin it. It didn't. It didn't ruin it as much because of my memories of it. But then she came out with the new. They came out with the new, uh, the play. Oh sure, yeah. And then I was like, right. Her being a terrible thing and her working to ruin Harry Potter are kind of two separate things. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like she. That was that was bad, but it won't tarnish my. I'm trying not to let it tarnish my memories of Harry Potter. Sure, she'll do that. Yeah. Because as, okay, so as we normally do, everyone says their history with Harry Potter. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, so this was my first time reading. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty good, pretty good, yeah. <laughs> kind of see what all life is about. You know me, because I'm just like, I'm kind of a jock, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never really been a book person. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that held me back is that books are for nerds. <laughs> and so it was kind of hard to get into them. Um, and so now I listen to them because, yeah, I can't, I can't read. So, yeah, I did listen to the audiobooks this time around. Yeah, fair. <laughs> no, I've, uh, I've consumed a lot of Harry Potter stuff in my lifetime. Uh, yeah, read the books when they came out, watched all the movies when they came out, uh, listened to all the audiobooks, I've watched all the very Potter musicals, I've read a lot of Harry Potter fan fiction in my life. Yeah. <clears throat> Have you read the Harry Potters in 15 Minutes? 
Oh, yeah, sure. Those yeah. were great. Those were good. I still yeah. remember this. Like, all I remember is, like, Harry plays with his wand under the covers. Yeah, yeah. We've got <laughs> a, a very Potter musical in its sequels. Mm-hmm. Big fan of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wizard People, Dear Reader. I don't know, they're still on YouTube. They're so low quality because <laughs> this is, like, early internet shit. But Wizard, Wizard People, Dear Reader really holds up. <laughs> I think more than anyone else, you've gone on to the expanded lore that yes. the fan community has created yes yeah. yes i own two wands voldemort's and uh my own because yes i did do the sorting or the wand selection at universal in california I'm so jealous did it make uh, you feel like a wizard it was reasonably magical did your wand choose you uh i talked to him a, a young nerd about it and he helped me sort of pair with a wand. what's your wand's core uh, it is an elder wand with a. Oof, I forget. Doesn't even wow. wow. And you call yourself a fan. Oh, you got me there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I purged it from my head. For each transphobic statement that J.K. Rowling right. puts you out, you lose I, a little I lose bit. A bit of information. It's like a horcrux getting killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's taken a, a sort of basilisk venom impregnated blade to my fandom, as it were. <laughs> I think, I, I mean, obviously, we all grew up with Harry Potter. I think that it's important to call out that we grew up with Harry Potter as the being events. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just that, like, there were kids' books and everyone read them. It was as it was actively getting released and, like, books and movies coming out were big deals. Like, I remember going to book launches at Barnes & Noble Mm-hmm. To get the books when they came out Ooh, at midnight. Barnes and Noble. We were a Walmart family because the Barnes and Noble was too far away. Wow. Okay. What does it feel like to be poor? <laughs> because yeah, I was also in Barnes and Noble. <laughs> um, I probably in my later years after we moved to, I probably wow. went to Barnes and Noble because it was closer. That must have been a real then, treat. So. There were not only events, but it was just like a big deal to be on top of the releases. Like I remember having to read them as fast as possible when the books came out. Well, yeah, because then you picked up your landline to call all of your friends that you knew were reading it so you could talk about it. I was on like AIM at this point and be like Mm, messaging about it. It wasn't that young in our childhood. What's kind of interesting is I don't actually remember talking to a lot of people uh, despite my introduction which clearly, yes, I am a jock, but uh, I was a gigantic nerd so much so that I don't know if I had a lot of friends with which to engage with yeah. on the topic of Harry Potter. That's fair. Yeah. I, well, I feel like, well, so personally, my experience is that I also went to all the midnight book releases. I went to all the midnight movies. Even the last one when it came out was definitely in high school and or beginning college. I don't yeah. remember when it came out. I mean, out. I saw the second half of the seventh movie with my college roommate at the Yeah, time. I was going to say, it was definitely, yeah. and I remember coming home and I, I went, because it was over Christmas, right? They released them over Christmas. The movies? <clears throat> the movie, well, I think the movie release cycle like, ended up getting <laughs> messed up. Like, okay. I think they, but the books were like just random times. I no, like no, no, the movie. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember going with one of my friends from high school. Like, we reunited and we went to go see it because we were both huge Harry Potters. But yeah, I, we would go at midnight at Walmart because we're classy to go get the books. And the problem was <clears throat> my sister was also a huge fan. And so at, for a while it was, you know, because we're going to Walmart. We're living in the middle of nowhere. 
we don't have a ton of money. You've got to stop <clears throat> smoking, Colleen. I know, honestly, it's bad for the fetus, but I just love it. <laughs> um, we would go and we'd go to the midnight release, and then my sister and I would fight over the books because it would be like, who gets to read it first? She's older. She'd always win. She'd always read it first. And then eventually, after like the second or third time of doing that, my mom was like, fuck it. We're going to buy you both the books. So we had had two copies of all of the books, which is really nice, actually. Um, but I, yeah, so we were, we would read them. We'd stay up all night. We'd go to the midnight release. We'd stay up all night. We'd read the books because they're quick reads, especially when you're a nerd. You know what I mean? So we'd read it quick. And then the next day after we napped, we'd all talk about it. And then my mom would get to read it, too, because she liked Harry Potter as well. What a good sacrifice, you know? To have to read it second? Yeah. I mean, it's not like... Well, we were probably blabbing to each other about it. She probably had to be like, la, 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 as she walked into her room to go read it. You're like the Snape kill. You like shouted Snape kills Dumbledore yeah. out of your doors simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, By the way, full Harry Potter spoilers. Yeah. We're just... going to try to keep this to the timelines of the movies and or books that we're talking about, but it's going to spiral. It's going to be impossible. If you've listened to an episode of this podcast before, it's going to spiral. I think they're here for the spiral. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, so that was my... Yeah, I love... I love Harry Potter. I had a Harry Potter themed bridal shower. Yeah. Uh, I'm slash put, bachelorette party. Yeah. I So my brother and I also, I guess we only ever got one copy of the book. We I definitely remember us reading at least one of them at the same time, but he kind of fell off hard mm-hmm. to the point where some years down the line, well after the sixth movie had come out, I said the line Snape kills Dumbledore to him, and it was actually a spoiler. <gasps> yeah, I don't know if he was living under a fucking rock or whatever. He was, like, mildly upset about it. Totally on him. Do not take yeah. any I also for that. got to spoil to a family friend that Snape kills Dumbledore several years after the fact. And I feel like every Harry Potter fan has a moment where they spoiled the Snape killing Dumbledore because it was just like... The rest of us were like, well, if you didn't read it within a week, then fuck you. No, I I have a much larger statue of limitations on spoilers, but if they literally made a movie out of it, yeah. and it's been years that the movie's been out, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. You can't be upset about, it's like, oh, I was watching Harry Potter right now. Well, that's weird. You should oh. have done that before. But also that event, like that spoiler in particular, we can't do this. We can't talk about... We'll get to it. Ad nauseum. This is the history of Harry Potter. Here we We go. Let's let's just get into it with the worst movies. Let's get these out of the way. So hold on, hold on. We've obviously, I read the books last year, so I'm a bit behind. To me, this is a movie retread. Yes. Colleen and I just re-listened slash read the books. Yes. So we'll provide some more book-based insight, but we will be talking predominantly about the movies. Yeah, but I do have some particular things and quotes from the books that I will be mentioning. Sure. I did not take notes because like like I said. I stopped after like three or four books probably. Yeah, once they get good. Yeah, Yeah. well and then I also listened to my first audiobook. I did six and seven for my first ever audiobooks because I was like, all right, I think I can handle this. I've read them before. So if I zone out, I won't have missed anything. And then I got really into it. And then I was like, man, I can't take notes because I'm just listening to this while I embroider. So there's a few... ones i had nuts on more so than any material we've done in the past though we could have done this one cold yeah yeah like 100 like i I wouldn't worry too much about the notes because like i mean if you wanted to go back to the last time i watched the harry potter movies you might only go back like 
two months. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I, I, they're just background noise. They're yep. beautiful. You can put them on at Every any time point I'm time. sick, that is what my go-to. I'm just like, I'm going to do uh, either it's going to be Lord of the Rings marathon or it's going to be Harry Potter marathon. Those are my options. Yeah. Or Frozen. I do love Frozen. It's good music. It's good music. Um, but yeah, predominantly a movie rehashing. We'll pepper it with stuff from the books. I will probably misremember the books a lot because of that. I've also only read the books twice. Um, last year was my first reread ever of the series. Wow. I just I forgot about that. I don't reread stuff. Yeah, but it's, I it's know, actually, I've probably only read through it twice and then listened through it. Okay. Also, this is a good question. When they were coming out, were you a reread the no. previous books before you read the new book? Nah. Oh, I did. So that I've stuff read. Stuff was in there. I've read. Like stuff. I said, Harry uh, fan fiction. I was like, I was yeah. like, not only do I know what happened in the last book, I know about twenty different takes on what's going. to I mean, happen it's in not this that book. I needed to know what happened in the last book or any of the other books. Yeah. It's just that I wanted the entire picture every time. So, like, by the time the seventh book came out, I reread one, two, three, four, five, and six, and then I read seven. Mm. I'd like do it in preparation. So that I've read one at least seven times. Yeah. <laughs> well, now eight because we I reread it. But but yeah, let's dive in. Okay. Take Sorcerer's away. Stone. You're gonna be our. I have to be the. I'm the worst plot person. You took notes. He's I mean, got I quotes from, I from the book. Quotes that will remind me of things, or they're supposed to. And then I see this one pair of protective gloves, dragon hide, or similar, and I'm like, "Well, I don't remember that. I don't remember why I highlighted that." I think it's probably a longer quote that seems like the school list of things they need. <laughs> it's definitely the school list. Okay. Of things they need, <laughs> sure. But I don't remember okay. why I highlighted that yeah. particular. Are we playing a game okay, here? Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I I could do the plot. No, no, no. If no, you prefer, it's okay. It's okay I'll okay. do the plot. Okay, okay. Okay. We'll take turns. So there, it's a night. It's a dark and stormy night. It's not a dark and stormy night. An old man shows up on a street. The old man nods knowingly towards a cat and continues down the street. Pulls out a pistol, shoots out all the lights on the street. <laughs> he pulls out a gun. Yeah, that's a Harry Potter with guns, a different movie. Uh, he pulls out the putter outer, later re- retconned to be the deluminator. <laughs> and later also you click the button once and all the lights come out rather than having to do it one by one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things stop working correctly at some point in time. But essentially, Dumbledore, McGonagall, Hagrid drop Harry off at... Privet Jive. He's got his little scar. He's, He's adorable. Scar. Sleeping little babe. Uh, a... Swaddled, which I'm pretty sure you don't swaddle one-year-olds, but neither here nor there. I mean, it's believable that Hagrid wouldn't know what to do with a small child. It's it's conceivable that uh, of all the people you could ever entrust with this task, Hagrid should be at the bottom of that yeah. list. It's also what I also, we Googled this yesterday because I was like, how old is Hagrid if he was at... If he was at Hogwarts when Voldemort was there, and he's like ancient, he's like sixty when he picks up sixty-five probably when he's picking up Harry. So like later in the movies, he's like seventy-five. I'm like that's old. Yeah. I wonder how old giants live. I guess I didn't young. realize that Snape is like the youngest professor at the whole school, huh? Because like yeah. everyone else was like still teaching yeah. when Voldemort shit. Went Snape down. theoretically would have been what like thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's pretty young. See, the ages are a little off in the movies because they cast Alan Rickman. So they aged up his parents and Sirius and everybody else around Alan Rickman. Yeah. Because Alan Rickman was just older than Snape would have been in the book. Well, and he's the perfect Snape, so. He does a good job. Yeah. I think he's too likable to be Snape. 
Yeah, maybe. And that's why people like Snape. They like a objective monster because they cast Alan Rickman, I don't know. who's amazing. Well, I was so young when these came out. I didn't know who Alan Rickman was. So in my mind, well, You weren't up, a huge Alan Rickman fan? Yeah, can you believe it? <laughs> so in my, in my mind growing up, like Alan Rickman was the bad guy because I had seen him in Harry Potter being the bad guy. So now I see him in other things. So I'm like, he's got to be a bad guy. Yeah, but he's charismatic. The thing is, like, he's very likable. As a villain, even. Yeah. Yeah. So he lends a a goodness to Snape that good. is not there. He's too good. Snape made fun of a 15-year-old girl, like, what two weeks mean? before prom. Snape's the bravest man they've ever known. Yeah. You could say that. Uh, anyways, they drop this baby <laughs> on a fucking porch, and they're out. <laughs> yeah. And then... 11 years of abuse later. Sorry, 10 years of 10 abuse. 10 years later. of abuse. Come on, don't give him oh. so, more credit. Chronologically in Harry Potter, not in read-through order, they knew that the Potters were, like, potentially under attack. Uh-huh. This is the best plan for if their defenses failed. Just, like, get the kid out of there and drop it off on... Well, the Potters are dead. Yeah. They know that now. But... No one else in the wizarding world. Oh, well, yeah. They yeah. said that he has to stay with family because of the bullshit, the productive charms or whatever. There's. A, uh, she just made up a bunch of shit okay. to make sure that Harry sure. was abused for 10 years. And the thing is. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Where it's, like, he's not the one that just did the read. Well, that's what I'm saying. I need a little help. Right. She's like. Because you were home. He's safe until he comes of oh age because God. he goes home. Quote, as long quote. as he considers Privet Drive a home. Yeah, he's safe. It has some amount of protective yeah. charm on it. The actual, what that means is very nebulous, right? Yeah. Like, if you compare it to other protective charms, like, say, the Fidelius, which has a very defined, like, yeah. you don't know where this is, so you can't attack it. Yeah. It is very nebulous as to what the protective charms right. on Privet Drive are, because she didn't think. Well, and I don't, and I think what they try and do is that it's not that there's a protective charm, like a like a spell that you can cast at the house. It's love. No, that's what the I read as. Yes. Exactly. magic. Well, and that's all well and good. Which is but funny, but like, these people don't love him. if a man wants to find you and kill you, something is stopping him from doing that. Yeah. So it is both... It is soft magic in the sense that it is like love and da 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 whatever, but it has to have a physical effect. Yeah, like, and it can't be just the house either, because like then the Death Eaters slash Voldemort would just be sitting outside of Harry's house until he yeah, walked out. Like, <laughs> and whatever protection it is, at least at a certain radius, does not work on Dementors. Yeah, because they do tech. Because they do, yeah, they right. Do and it doesn't work on actual just physical ass abuse. Like, yeah. Vernon Dursley throws this kid into a cupboard. Yeah, he would probably fun. wanted to be dead until he found out he was a wizard. I so mean, like... yeah, the the long trajectory of Harry Potter's life, Sans letter from Hogwarts, is bleak. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. Because Dudley only gets stronger. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the sort of humor with which the book treats his abuse yeah. is, like, disconcerting it's a little very, bit. It's very, yeah. On a... On a repeat reading i know it's a kid's book so it's like kids abuse but then when you see it on the screen you're like that's just regular abuse ain't it yeah it really is they treat him so poorly right fashion abuse and it's kind of where it's a little bit of a line because the first book is a little bit more like dramatized right but at some point in time they try to be a little bit more like realistic and early on it's like oh these are his 
evil aunt and uncle. Yeah. So they will be the evil aunt and uncle. Yeah. Right? And it's actually, I think it's a lot of the problems with later on in the books is she starts to try to justify people's behavior as if they're real people. Yeah. But like when Snape is just your curmudgeonly teacher, his actions are perfectly justified. Yeah. But when the justification for his actions is... Well, your dad was really mean to me. It's like, well, you're a fucking 30-year-old man, yeah, aren't you? You have to be moving past <laughs> It's an 11-year-old boy. <laughs> you call yourself an educator, sir? What, what credentials do you even have? Or let's well, talk does. about the man who hired him, Albus fucking Dumbledore. <laughs> a lot of people, they do the, you know, the Percival Wolfric Brian, but they forget the fucking. <laughs> the fucking. Yeah, Albus Percival Wolfric fucking Brian Dumbledore. <laughs> What have, uh. I, what have I done to this chronology? <laughs> you brought it up. Anyway. Like, <laughs> I, right. I, I brought it up. You, I'm like, so wait, why did they go to the house? You have to understand that any question will be met with a thorough and complete answer. I, no, it's like any question will be met with abuse. I feel like Harry uh, Potter. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, we're 22 minutes in and we've gotten through the first scene. Okay. I'll speed it up. <laughs> We didn't even get through the first scene. We didn't even really describe it. We're like, baby gets dropped off. Yeah. Tangent. Because people, who has not seen Harry Potter? That's very true. Okay. Oh, yeah, so I why are we doing this quote, podcast? Yeah, I think this quote is from when Dumbledore, he says, it's lucky it's dark. I haven't blushed so much since Madame Pomfrey told me she liked my new earmuffs. And then I'm like, oh, and J.K. Rowling later tries to play it off as Dumbledore being gay. It's probably bi. <laughs> You can still blush at a couple. But she should have said bye. Sexuality is a spectrum, Colleen. She should have said bye. Well, he th- Dumbledore thought he was gay, but then over time mm. he was like, he was like, oh, maybe I'm bi. Maybe women. You know, yeah. it can change with your lifetime. Anyways, the point is that this old man also, left I've a never baby. Seen Dumbledore wearing earmuffs. I mean, presumably even in the winter ma- season. Just saying. I don't think we see Dumbledore outside all that much. Yeah, except for the one time. In the it doesn't go well. <laughs> We see him outside of Hagrid's hut a decent amount. Cool. Yeah, okay. Hagrid's hut, yeah. sure. I feel <laughs> like there has to be better magic than your boss, is all Let, I'm saying. Yeah. Let's just record this for eight hours. Stream of consciousness the shit out of it. Yeah. Gladly. Anyways, scene two. <laughs> <laughs> It's ten years later. It's you know what? I scene think we, one shot two. I think we missed something in the first scene. No. no. <laughs> ten years later, Harry is making breakfast. Dudley walks down the stairs, drops a bunch of dust on him. Harry walks into the kitchen. Petunia makes him make breakfast, right? Uh, a little thing that I really liked about this scene, they really nail Harry's clothes. Yeah. Because he's Being constantly wearing something that's too big, right? Yeah, it is nice. It's Dudley's birthday. There's the great scene of Dudley being super spoiled yep. about his gifts. Really quick, good characterization, right? Mm-hmm. The good thing about this movie is it's pretty much, it's pretty much just exactly what happens in the book. I think... The only notable exception is the Midnight Duel is cut. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't even remember until, like, I had misremembered the first book so much that I thought the Midnight Duel was actually a duel that happens in the book. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah, It's yeah. just like... It's the Midnight Duel, and then there's a good chunk with Norbert that is cut. Yeah. It's abbreviated because Harry and Ron try to get him out of the ca- castle, and that's how they end up with attention. But they just kind of shrink that all down to yeah. just Draco seeing them at Hagrid's hut. Yeah, exactly. It's faster. It works. Uh, Harry, sad as shit. They go to the zoo for Dudley's birthday. Harry disappears a pane of glass. He's briefly happy. Vernon can't stand for that. Drags him home, throws him back in his cover. Talks to a snake. Yeah, he does talk to the snake, which is like 
way more important than I think anyone would think. Right? Uh, that comes back. Basically, right? the whole second book is based on this ability. I do like... I don't think she meant it. No, I didn't. Hmm. Not... I'm sure... Keep in mind, Sorcerer's Stone, Philosopher's Stone, is her debut novel. Yeah. This is the first time she's ever written she's anything. She's like poor. She's like writing that shit yeah. on a napkin. And the first thing yeah. she ever wrote became Harry Potter and became what it was. That's going to really skew your whole like life. Yeah. Uh, there's a reading of her career where it's like, Afterwards, she wrote some other books. They didn't do quite as well, and now she's back to fucking up Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, yeah, it turns out when your debut novel does amazing and your next novel is just good, it's going to fuck with but your you, head. But you'd think, okay, if you were J.K. Rowling, you would just write Harry Potter and be set for the rest of eternity and never i would get off twitter i would stop writing i'd be like this is it i'm just gonna live off my riches because she's still making money off of it mm-hmm. it's not like it'll ever stop like harry even kids now are obsessed with harry potter i'd be like yeah i'm done i don't need to be a turf i'm out of here i'll just be a turf in private you don't need to be a turf but that level of luxury you can afford to be oh, a yeah, turf. i'm rich enough to tell everybody else my bigoted views <laughs> Anyway, anyways, Harry's been thrown into the cupboard. God, no, uh, post snaking. <laughs> yes, that's what happened. Post snaking. The whole point of why I brought that up, and then I was like, "Oh, the parcel tongue thing's interesting." And then you guys are like, "Her other books suck dick." Okay, the and point fuck of this J.K. Rowling. The point of this podcast is to poke holes in it, and not as a whole. And I you lo- can't talk about it. You can't just wait until next time to talk about it. The next book. I well, brought up it's the- this time. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I, I brought up that point. Well, before you finish this sentence, <laughs> yeah, know, let me put another sentence. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, he go- okay, okay, okay. so he gets back. He's shoved into the cupboard. I he still had a question. <laughs> I still um, had a point. What's yeah. your point? Oh, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> so you did my bit, but seriously, <laughs> I was just fucking with that. <laughs> <laughs> when he disappears the glass, I was going to interject. I like how in the Harry Potter universe, magic is like accidental. Like you grow yeah. into it and you don't have complete control over it. I do think that's like it is fun. a pretty interesting way of like people to come about their pattern, powers and like all that stuff. That's but. true. Yeah, it'd be weird to like grow up in a wizard. Like, I wonder how different Harry would be if his parents didn't die. Well, obviously. The, yeah. But, but you know right, what I mean? Like his- he'd probably end up being taller. I think is the number yeah. one thing. Poor nutrition when yeah. you're growing up can really That's fuck true. with you. That's true. Yeah. But I just mean, like, I wonder if he would be a better wizard or a worse wizard. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I wonder if he'd even be, like, a good person. Right? He'd probably be a shitty person. He'd probably be a shitty person. If but James was that bad when he was James young, James was pretty bad. He's part of an ancient and noble house, so he's got fat stacks. Yeah. Stacks of a fat variety. So Galleons, true. in this case, easy to get a fat stack. They're coins. But... <laughs> It's still, he's got money. Uh, he'd probably I, be another Draco Malfoy, just yeah, like yeah, less yeah. bad, maybe. He'd be maybe. the wizarding version of a lacrosse kid. So like you got money for a broom growing up? Yeah. <laughs> so, so having a good broom is kind of your personality, Ugh. I guess. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he's thrown unceremoniously back into the cupboard. There's no such thing as magic, Vernon Durley insists, despite, and it's kind of a subtle note here, the fact that he knows quite the opposite. <laughs> Oh. Well, it's just like uh, when your parents tell you that it, you'll die if you have sex. It's the same thing. Yeah, magic doesn't exist. Sex doesn't sex. exist. Hey, Colleen, quick aside off the podcast. Did your parents tell you you would die if you had sex? 
Do I need to call someone? They did not. <laughs> I don't know if I... I think the statute of limitations on CPS is kind of off, <laughs> off the table, but we can check. It yeah, my parents like, never taught me that <laughs> that's, that's how dark. you make a baby. So well, I was very surprised when we made a baby. I was like, oh, this is how you do it. Sorry, when, when do I fuck the stalker? <laughs> I didn't die, but I'm pregnant. This <laughs> <laughs> is way worse. <laughs> The real millennial struggle. Yeah, we um, we cut to Dudley doing a fashion show. This is in the extended edition. He's trying on his uh, smelting smeltings uniform. I almost said Derbstrang. Anyways, how embarrassing <laughs> would that have been? Anyways, uh, he's trying on his smelting uniform. It's cut out of the extended edition, which is kind of great when you think about it in the theatrical version. Dudley's just wearing in a ridiculous outfit. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Harry walks into the gets goes to grab the mail. He finds out there's an envelope addressed to him. Mm-hmm. Dudley, huge shit about it. Of course, classic Dudley. Yes. <laughs> Steals the envelope, gives it to Vernon and Petunia. They read it, and I don't know what the letter says, but they're not happy about it. <laughs> That's one thing I know. Yeah, Harry, uh, Vernon destroys it. Uh, Harry's quite upset about it, but, you know, he's Harry. He doesn't get what he wants. Yeah, he's situation. like, hey, whatever, just more abuse. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, more letters show up. So if there's sort of a letter receiving montage that is kind of longer in the extended edition. Surprisingly enough, they play the Rocky music through it. Too. Yeah, yeah, it is Eye of the Tiger, but with letters. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, series of more and more letters show up. Eventually, it is a nebulous Sunday. Vernon's very happy because there's no mail on Sunday. He's an idiot because it's magic mail. Why did you think it would stop coming on Sunday? It's ridiculous. Wizards don't believe in the holiness of Sunday. Actually, wizards celebrate Christmas. They might think Sunday is also important. We'll need to check. Yeah, that more. was my least favorite bit. Is like when he's like, "Ah, no post today," and I'm like, "You've seen these letters being delivered via owl? What makes you think this is the post office?" Well, he thought doing? they were good Christian owls. Oh, the thing. Right. <laughs> Whereas everybody knows. Say. Well, did he, though? Because if it's in the magical community, he would definitely think that they weren't good Christians. Yeah, yeah. And everybody knows owls, Islamic. Right. Yeah. Obviously. (laughs) Anyway, uh, there's the no post on Sunday scene. A bunch of letters fall out of the air. Despite the fact that Harry will eventually become the youngest seeker of his age. uh, Cannot get get one letter out of the air. Turns out that hands-eye coordination really spiked up once he got to Hogwarts. But before I had too malnourished to get grab a letter out of the air, <laughs> can't seem to understand that it'd be easier to grab a letter off the ground. He gets wrestled to the ground by Vernon Dursley. They leave their house and they end up at a lighthouse in the middle of the sea. They later repurpose this set and use it as Azkaban prison in the third movie. Yeah, check it out. It's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to sprinkle in a series of lies in these synopsis and just see if you guys can figure it out. Uh, Harry's birthday, just perfect, very sad scene, still works, where he draws a cake in the dust and blows <laughs> out the yeah, That is so horrible. Like, <laughs> it's a little... They play like the like sad Harry Potter. Oh, yes. like... <laughs> Happy birthday, me. Or whatever he says. Like, that's some sad shit. It's real sad. Yeah, while he's looking at Dudley's Cassio watch, <laughs> trying to figure out life. Honestly. Um, but what is that at the door? A knocking... But a rather loud knocking. A knocking so loud that the door bursts off his hinges. And despite the fact that, again, 
worst possible person to send for this job. Yep. Who is it at the door if not Rubius Hagrid? 75-year-old Rubius Hagrid. 75-year-old. 60-something. He was 60-something when he dropped Harry off. Oh, shit. Yes. He didn't have 10 years of abuse. He's been doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in. He fucking destroys Vernon Dursley's gun. Uh, he sees Dudley. Calls him fat immediately. Little fat phobic, the Dursleys, the characterization of the Dursleys. I like that we're Dursleys. not just getting a slight synopsis of the movies. We're getting a literal play-by-play. Like, you could play the movie at the same time that we're like doing shot this. For and shot. It shot for shot. So then it cuts back to Hagrid. And he says, little, little roundabout at the center or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then cut to a shock Dursley. He tells Hagrid that he's not Harry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh... Hagrid tells Harry he's a wizard. Vernon's real pissy about it. Uh, Hagrid abducts the child. <laughs> yeah, this is also when we get the you're a wizard, Harry, but that's not what he says. This is, books, and I hate that. This is proof that the Dursleys would never have Harry back because they let him leave with this big stranger. They were they were probably hoping he'd die. Right. That, well, that's what I'm saying. They're just like problem solved because they never met. They never met Hagrid when Hagrid no. dropped Harry off. It was just on, like, on the doorstep, and there was a note from, from Dumbledore, not Hagrid. Yeah, uh, well, nebulously, at some point in time, Dumbledore does come back and says, like, check yourselves. Because yeah. by the seventh book, he says, remember my last Petunia. So at some point in time, he comes back, and he's like, hey, fuck you. Be good. Otherwise, yeah. I will toast you. But he still doesn't know Hagrid. No. No. So they're just letting him go with this literal giant stranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're 75 year old stranger. They're looking for their out. They're not good guardians. No, they're terrible. Well, that's what that's just what I'm saying. Like, the whole, like, retconning in that it has some magic. It's like the Dursleys would never have him back. No, yeah. It, it wouldn't work. If not for copious threats from Dumbledore. How is he getting back from King Station or whatever? Uh, they King show Cross? up. So yeah. somebody must have come to threaten them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Maybe yeah. Dumbledore's been threatening them. Maybe threatens them all seven, well, I guess six years. R.I.P. Maybe they're all under, what's the uh, the control curse? Uh, Imperius. Imperius? No. If they, they are, it's a bad Imperius It'd be a dark curse. fucking turn. Yeah. Yeah, you think <laughs> Dumbledore Imperius is them, but also doesn't have them be nice yeah, to Yeah, lets them still abuse him. Be your exact selves. Yeah. <laughs> you do you. This kid needs to get to it from Hogwarts. I like to imagine the magic is more, if they were being controlled by magic, it would be more like um, house elf magic, where like they have to obey their master. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you give them clothing, they've had that clothing for... Yeah. Well, see, they fucked it up, though. They keep giving Harry yeah. shitty clothes. <laughs> they actually give Harry socks for every single Christmas. Um, so... Harry leaves with Hagrid. Uh, they go to first the Leaky Cauldron. They meet a bunch of people. They meet Professor Quirrell, who seems totally normal. Well, Trade over the board. Super I mean, nice guy. Kind of nervous. Kind of nervous. nervous. Yeah, probably needs a good friend. But nothing else suspect about Professor Quirrell. Let us not think on him anymore. He won't be relevant for the rest of the film. I'm sorry I'm perseverating over such a tiny detail as the insignificant defense against the dark art. For Is this something that like young adult books need? Like, do you need a one-and-done villain per book? Uh, yeah, I mean, that at the time, that's pretty par for the course. Right, like, I know Voldemort is obviously, like, the big bad. Right. But, like, it, gotta keep in mind, like, it... young adult is, like, barely a thing when this comes gotcha. out. Gotcha. Harry Potter makes young adult as a genre. The one-and-done villain is kind of just, like, if you were going to make seven books, you would need seven villains, right? 
And several of them happen to be Voldemort or Voldemort adjacent. Well, they're all like they're all basically like all Voldemort, kind of Voldemort in different shapes. Like yeah. Voldemort when it's the back of a guy's head. <laughs> He's Voldemort. Voldemort, with a hat. Voldemort. Yeah. Snake Voldemort. It's pretty much he... Voldemort with different Fortnite skins. Yeah, I guess he's, I guess he's Diary Voldemort in number two. Yeah, my little Voldemort. My little Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. uh, they go to the Leaky Cauldron. They meet all these people. Hagrid takes them out back. Introduces them to Diagon Alley. The Diagon Alley scene, classic wizarding scene, just like looking at a bunch of shit, seeing the wizarding world, being impressed by yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I think the first two movies definitely suffer from, I feel like, a lack of imagination in the sense where it's like all the magic stuff is trying to be very faithful to how the books describe it. And it just doesn't translate super great sometimes. Yeah. Like, Diagon Alley looks kind of what i imagined it to be like but not necessarily magical it's just like a skew and then everything that's magical is just something spinning on its own like a pot right. getting stirred I or a broom floating the, or... the problem is obviously in a book you don't describe everything right one of the notable examples where she does she talks about dumbledore's office later yeah. on in the series and she describes like all of the devices and stuff but in a movie, the set has to kind of live and embody it. And the, the notable distinction that I make is in the third movie, there's a great scene in The Leaky Cauldron as well, uh, where they're just moving around and there's so much ambient magic in the scene that the camera's not focused on, it's just happening. Mm-hmm. And it does much more to make a magical world than this scene in Diagon Alley. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the great like shot, and you maybe haven't noticed it, maybe you have. There's a guy in the Leaky Cauldron in the third movie stirring his tea with, he's gesturing his finger at a spoon and the spoon's revolving on its own. Yeah. And it's just like perfect, subtle magic in the background. There's like a broom working on its own in the scene as well. Just yeah. like a few little things like that. Whereas this, it's like, this the camera has to spike every instance of magic. It's yeah. like, yeah. Nimbus 2000, wow! Like everything yeah. is like, look, we read the book too! Here's all the stuff from it. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's like it is almost overly faithful. Like some of these shots are lifted paragraphs from the book. Like some kids were looking in a shop window and there was a broomstick there. Okay, okay, okay. We got to, we are, okay, let's just look. We're 40 minutes into this podcast and we are only on the third paragraph of the Wikipedia plot okay, paragraph. Diagon Alley. Gringotts. We go down, he gets his gold from Gringotts, package from the hidden cell. We know it's going to be important later. They go to Ollivander. Is Ollivander real weird with little kids? Yes, bizarre. Why is the shop empty? This seems like a horrible business model. It doesn't make any sense. Every year, every student at Hogwarts coming there for the first time has to go to this fucking store. Yeah. Why is it empty? It makes... Why is it so mysterious? And Matt made a good point when we were watching the movie. Why does he seemingly... There would be a test range for you to test wands out. He's just destroying the shop every time a student comes in. This is horrible business. I would love the scene where he takes Harry behind like a metal grated door out to a firing range and he's like, let's try out some fire. That's what you would do. You would have that. That's the the Texas Texas wand store. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you got an open carry permit for that wand right there. (laughs) You have that out. No big deal. Ollivander's shop sucks. This, I mean, this whole movie is Ollivander's just... Ollivander's so creepy, too. He's so, so creepy. creepy. Um, 
yeah, it's just like such a faithful recreation of the book or it's like whatever they can attempt to be. Um, Hagrid is a horrible guardian mm-hmm. again. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I can't take you for five more minutes to the train hey, platform. Hey, but he did get... He didn't give him an owl. That's nice. He gives him an owl. He sends him on his way. Yeah, I had highlighted that. He had 10 minutes left to get on the train and he had no idea how to do it. I'm sorry, but that's Hagrid's one job was to get Harry his school supplies and get him on the train. And he's just like, oh, yeah, it's platform nine and three quarters. Bye. It's like, what kind of idiot are you? Yeah, like it would make sense. Like, I understand that Hagrid has shit to do, but... If he wasn't at King's Cross with Harry, it'd be more believable. Shit to do. King's, this, the Hogwarts Express leaves at 11 a.m. sharp. And the shit he has to and do is to deliver the stone? He has to deliver some, something to Dumbledore. I'm like, you're going to the same place, first of all. Second of all, Dumbledore probably knows that you're busy until 11. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like the conversation later with Dumbledore. Here's the stone. Oh, did you get Harry to the platform? I told him where it was. <laughs> I told him the number. The, ma- like he's good. <laughs> the magic hidden one, I told the muckle. <laughs> yeah, I told him I told him where it was. Dumbledore's like, oh shit. And back to my very first point also, about wait. wizards not having better plans. Does he need to get the stone because they can only build the traps? No, the mirror doesn't. It sucks. Okay, my other question that I just realized. It's Harry's birthday, right? When he, when Hagrid, when he meets Hagrid. That's yeah. July 31st. The Hogwarts Express doesn't leave until September 1st. I what think the they fuck cut, were they doing? They cut a chunk of the book. Doesn't he, yeah, doesn't it just he go skips. home? It's like he's... I don't think he goes home. I don't know. I, he does go home in the book. Does he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So he goes to Diagon Alley and then he just goes home? Yeah, yeah. And the, the Dursleys are super weird for a while. But and then, then the Dursleys the, drop him off and he doesn't know how to get to the platform. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. No, the Dursley... The, the Dursleys drop him off to Hagrid. No. I, there's a note. He had 10 minutes left to get on the train to Hogwarts and he had no idea how to do it. And I highlighted that because of Hagrid. Because Hagrid didn't tell him how to do it. Yeah, Hagrid didn't tell him how to do it earlier. It it doesn't. It does matter. It doesn't matter. But anywho. Oh yeah, and then my other dumb highlight was, and then Ron's mom is like, What's the platform number, dear? And it's like, you have had how many, ch- five children go to Hogwarts and you can't remember nine and three quarters is the platform that it always, oh. you also went to Hogwarts yourself. Well, maybe that's her trying to like. It was just a plot point. It's a way to make Harry understand that that's, that he needs to be asking these people. You well, know what ma- I mean? But it's annoying. No, like if. like Molly, maybe, you're better than this. Maybe she's trying to be like, well, if this motherfucker says platform 11. Like we know, we know, he, yeah, we know he's not a wizard. No, they were. He was. She was talking to her children. Oh, okay. She was like, "What's the platform number again?" And they were like nine and three quarters. And that's when Harry's like, "Oh, these." There's are wizards. a nice little fan headcanon of that, mm-hmm. where it's Molly saw him being entirely confused oh, with an owl. I like that. And just like didn't want to be like overly. There's there's some fan headcanon that like Molly is the most amazing woman on earth. I mean, she is. Yeah, so. yeah, and like she could clearly see how abused he was at the beginning she's of the so nice book. to yeah, harry you exactly know? that's okay i like i like that we're yeah, gonna yeah. go with that sure we're gonna yeah. go with that i'll sprinkle in some so they get into the, he meets the weasleys gets into the platform gets to the train ron shows up all the all the other compartments are full packed to the brim with students the other compartments are yet somehow harry potter is alone <laughs> this is wrong 
where he meets three... This is a Wikipedia page. Enters King's Cross Station, boards the Hogwarts Express, where he meets three other students. Ron Weasley, whom he quickly befriends. Oh, I see. I thought it says Hermione. Hermione, an intelligent witch born to non-magical muggle parents. I thought it said he befriended all three of them. And he was like, he didn't befriend Hermione for like two books. Not really. I guess at the troll scene, they kind of become friends. Yeah, this book they become friends. They kind of imply, too, that they're like a gang even though they hate hermione for the first it's one of those weird things well i think in the movie they play it up more they have hermione be around a lot more uh for things and they like interact with her yeah in the books i think she's just kind of the annoying person that they pick on who's yeah yeah in the book she's just kind of elsewhere yeah yeah she's not around for a lot of it she's just studying it very much is a harry and ron show for the beginning of the book yeah okay i also during my read through one of my things about hermione that i loved is i love how often she mentions like haven't you guys ever read hogwarts a history like she brings it up probably like three times in every book you know why colleen because they should have fucking yeah, read they Hogwarts have fucking read. No, this whole series should have just been about Hermione. And the books would have been, there would have been three books and she would have figured it all out. Because she's obviously the most intelligent one. It's not even a She's the only competent contest. one. She's the yeah. only competent one. Only, co- only competent wizard. Yeah, the, yeah. that's kind of the Which is, world they, they establish. Yeah. Um, They get sorted. Well, yeah, so, okay, so they go in, they they take the pond across, like, Hagrid brings them on the pond thingy, and it's, like, raining or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then they show up, and then they're all waiting, and then McGonagall's like, we're going to sort you into your houses, and then they call them in, and they do them alphabetically, unlike the movie, where they do them just most important characters... And they do it thematically. Just what feels right. What feels right. But, and the thing that really gets me is, like, I was thinking about this. Like, all the houses are pretty evenly split. How? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. If you could just randomly be like, oh, and everyone's in Slytherin this year. Well, so it's based on, like, British boarding schools. But British boarding schools, they just split up the people randomly. There's no attribute associated right. with it. There's certainly no house. So what if villains. like one year all of the first years are just like really intelligent and they all just get like most of them get put in Ravenclaw? Yeah. At well, that wouldn't happen wait. because this is the wizarding world. They're all dumb. Yeah, and even the even Ravenclaws aren't that smart. Overwhelmingly bright. Yeah. Um, so it, that wouldn't happen. But I yeah, to your point, yes, it doesn't make it. It's a bad sense. system, yeah, and yeah. one of the houses is blatantly just bad. Yes, bad folks. Yes. By 2020, Salazar Slytherin will be canceled. <laughs> okay, I'm telling you. There's no way that house is still called Slytherin by 2020. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Sorting Hat scene's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's uh, faithful. Uh, there's some interesting things. The hat is full CGI. So if you look on the lighting on Harry's face, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because there's like a rig. He's wearing a metal sombrero, essentially. It's not a real hat. Yeah. Uh, there's a great VFX artist react for Harry Potter. I love that series in general, but it's a really good uh, supplementary information for this movie. But they're sorted into houses. There's some polite applause, some slightly more than polite applause for Harry getting into Gryffindor. He says not Slytherin. That'll be relevant to the second movie, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and then they're in their houses, and they yeah. go up to their dorms, and they, yeah. they they get their passwords. They go to their their house things, and they go to their super cool. And I always find this interesting. They're in the same room. Sorry, they're in the same room every year. 
Like mm-hmm. the same dorm? It seems like it, yes. I think they're assigned a dorm and then it just becomes their dorm. Yeah. I don't know. You'd think it, with any normal school, it would be one of those things where like, you know, when you're like the cool kid and you get the back of the bus, you'd think there would be like the dorm that the seventh year's got. Not the same one every year. There's got to be one that's better. I don't know. I think. I don't know. Harry got Dumbledore's dorm, so he's probably pretty happy about that one. I mean, they all seem pretty sweet, too, with, like, the common rooms and stuff, so. Yeah, yeah common rooms look dope. Yeah, they're really dope. Yeah. What's your favorite common room? Obviously, Gryffindor. Do we see Hufflepuff or we see Ravenclaw? Rooms, and the yeah. answer, we see Ravenclaw. We do see Ravenclaw. The answer is Hufflepuff. Think... It's near the kitchens. Yes, mm. correct. It's also my house. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about our houses. What houses are we in? I'm Hufflepuff. Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Yeah, I knew that. It goes without saying. <laughs> it's like not even fun well, to not, talk about. I'm not a Nazi, so that <laughs> throws one of them. I'm not an idiot, so that throws a <laughs> fucking Gryffindor. Oh. <laughs> not, yeah. Okay, it's a good redirect. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm not a background character, so I'm not a <laughs> I'm a different brand of background yeah, but, character. But Meg's in, Meg's in Gryffindor. Yeah. I still think she's by more aesthetic of a alone. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. She's not, and she filled out the quiz just to be. <laughs> she's she's really a Ravenclaw. Hundred percent a Ravenclaw. People Sorry, who I... are fans of Harry Potter are Ravenclaws. Yeah, except for me. <laughs> no <your> strengths. No <laughs> strengths. I'm not the main character. <laughs> At best, you get killed. I'm Hannah Abbott. Yeah, you, you get know what hit I mean? by, I get, I get get hit by first, a stray about a cadaver. I, right. yeah. I get the first sorting hat Ma- experience. Maimed then, by Fenrir Greenback. I would have definitely died <laughs> in the life. Battle of Hogwarts if I if yeah. I hadn't died already. You'd be one of the kids' corpse on the broken yeah, stairs. Sure. Uh, I mean, let's... know your weaknesses, folks. Yeah. So we, we have sort of a class-going montage here. I think uh, we see... Transfiguration is like oh, one of the first classes. One right? of the other things that I wanted to mention was Oof. when he's in Diagon Alley. Oh, we're going way back. Sorry, I just I okay, it, it Colleen, came up, you got to pick a up. speed here because you're also the one who's saying we're taking I too know, long. I don't care. It's okay when I do it. Okay, fine. It's not okay when you do it. Um, I'm just having this cake waiting no, I for just, me. You so. can eat cake during. We can take an intermission. Um, <laughs> no, we can't. So the <laughs> the first. The, when he's in Diagon Alley and he's getting his robes fit, and that's when he meets uh, uh, another cut scene, Malfoy, yes. which is a cut scene from the movie, but is in the books better. In and the that, book. yeah, and I, I do like it in the book a lot because it's like establishing that Harry already doesn't like Draco because he's kind of a brat. It's not like he shows up to like the way they make it play off in the movie is that like he just shows up and Draco says something snarky, and then he's like, "Oh, I don't like this guy," but like in reality, he's already met him and. Of his own volition has decided that Malfoy is a shitty person. Sure. Yeah. Which I like. I like that better. Yeah. Rather than just being like, I'm a schoolboy and I don't like the way that guy talked to me. It was like, no, this guy's actually a douchebag. Right. Transfiguration. Yes. Sorry. McGonagall turns from a cat into a person. Yeah. We see some magic ass magic. Great. So cool. Potions. Severus Snape is an asshole. Right off the bat. Get go. Truly. Yeah. This is when we also established the bullshit point system for house points. Points. Totally made up. It's More like made line. up than whose line is <laughs> Yeah, <ever>. exactly. Yes. <laughs> it, it's it, inconsequential. <laughs> Defeating a troll. 
five It's like the more mad the teachers get, then it's just like, this is a more severe consequence. Whereas like, it could actually be something, like he defeats a troll, five points, good for you. He does something stupid in like book four, hundred points from Gryffindor. Catching the snitch, 150 points in the game and 150 house points. Crazy. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Sorry. Defeating a troll, five points. Knowing about Mandrake's 10 points. Catching a snitch, 150 (laughs) points. Very normal scale. Totally normal. Uh, Snape's a total dick. Yep. Right off the bat. Alan Rickman, fantastic. Just quite quite the actor. Acting up a storm. Really makes you hate him. Uh, Yeah, we go to... We go to flying lessons, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. This this part kind of kicks off, because it's just... It's a series of just establishing stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Flying lessons. Harry's already really good at it. Neville sucks at everything, pretty much, except the one thing at the end of the movie. He still sucks at that. He doesn't stop yeah. them from leaving the common room. Yeah, he <laughs> so doesn't. he sucks at everything. Yeah. Uh, Neville flies off, busts his ass, uh, leaves. He drops his remember all that he got from his grandmother. Draco Malfoy, never missing an opportunity to be a dick, grabs the remember all, tries to fly off with it. Harry goes from zero to 100 in terms of broom skills yep. uh, for the purposes of plot. <laughs> Uh, catches the remember ball out of the air. Remember, same boy cannot catch a falling envelope. <laughs> Can catch a glass orb hurled directly at a stone wall. Then do a flip. I never thought of the envelope thing before, but like that would have been a brilliant little bit of foreshadowing. Is like if he like snatches a letter out of the air, like before yeah. the Dursleys can even see it. Yeah, and then runs but away. Then we wouldn't have gotten the cool Hagrid scene. No, I mean, he could still... still Vernon Dursley is still way bigger than yeah, Harry. Shoot it out of his hands. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Vernon Dursley snaps Harry's wrist and takes the envelope. Because <laughs> he's a wee boy man of sticks. He can't stop them. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Melodical. It also would have been better if they, bla- if they blamed his... Let's say they just blamed his bad hand-eye coordination in the beginning of the movie on the fact that he was wearing clothes that were four times too big for him. You know, it's like if his arm got caught in Dudley's shirt, like, I'd almost be like, that's reasonable. Yeah, the book is not written to that level of detail. Yeah, yeah. It, should be. it is still a children's book. Yeah. This is not a... No, not I will a... treat it as if it isn't. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not a Brandon Sanders. In my high fantasy version of this, this is how it would go. Oh, your high fantasy version of it, it's already been broken in 18 different ways. <laughs> the magic system in this is very soft magic. Yes. Anyway, Brooms, fly, Minerva McGonagall does not care about the rules in this particular instance, puts Harry on the Quidditch team. Doesn't give him any points or anything? No points. He still broke the rules. But doesn't he gets, ta- doesn't take any points. She, she fundamentally gives him hundreds of points over the That's course true. of the next seven years. That's true. Yes. He's so good at Quidditch. He's, yeah, because it's a broken sport designed to have a main character. Sports don't have main characters. <laughs> I don't even like sports. I know that this does not work. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, we find out that James Potter was also a seeker, but he wasn't. He was a he was not a seeker on the Quidditch team. Though the plaque in this movie says that he was a seeker. I believe he was actually a chaser. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. Google it. Uh, check just to make sure. Anyways, Harry's on the Quidditch team. Hermione knows that, but they're still not friends with Hermione. We cut to charms, I think. Anything important before I get to charms? Chaser. Uh, fucking Ronald Weasley, born in the wizarding world, can't say fucking Wingardium Leviosa 
to save his life and gets pissy about it. It's just this fucking white male mentality. It's like, I'm going to be wrong about something. And then when you try to help me, I'm going to be mad about it. Okay. Admittedly, he's 11 years old. So In the movie, he was a seeker. However, in the book, his position is not mentioned. JK later said. Oh, she God. does the bullshit where she doesn't write it. She's like, obviously, said he was a chaser. And he was pansexual. They said he was a chaser, though. Yeah. Yeah. So She I, said he was a chaser. Well, sure. It, the thing is, the later said thing I'm okay with when it's not important. Like, oh, it doesn't really matter that James Potter was a chaser. It does matter when you, like... Try to claim diversity that isn't in your book. Yeah. <laughs> that then it matters to me. That's but fair. when it's just that James Potter's a chaser, who cares? Anyways, uh, we get to Ron being a huge asshole to Hermione. Hermione runs to the bathroom. It happens to be Halloween on the same day. They go to the feast on Halloween. The feast progresses uneventfully. Uh, nothing happens. They go to their dorms afterwards. They get a good night's sleep. In the morning, they apologize to Hermione. They're friends now. <laughs> That's not what happens. <laughs> uh, there's a troll in the dungeons. I thought... Comedy gold. Anyways. There's a troll in the dungeons. Oh, you know. Yeah. Passes uh, out. Coral passes out. Uh, Ron and Harry go to save Hermione. Hermione tells a buckwild lie for no reason. Doesn't no reason. Could have just said I was in the bathroom crying. Troll scene is good. For well, you've never that's... been a, an 11-year-old girl. You wouldn't want to admit you were in the bathroom crying. I was in the bathroom having my first period. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the bathroom fucking chilling. It <laughs> was cool. Chilling. I was being a dope-ass bitch hanging out in this bathroom by myself. <laughs> not crying, not period, just hanging. <laughs> but there is a ghost that lives in the bathroom, so that is feasible, actually. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> um I guess not this bathroom, but yeah. the troll scene's pretty good for, like, I mean, it's all CGI, yeah. but it looks fine. It holds up to a certain extent. There's one shot in there that looks like it was shot on a GoPro. <laughs> it's the shot where the troll swings through the bathroom stalls, and it gets really low quality all of a sudden. Yeah. I don't know what happened, yeah. but it doesn't look great. Um, I think the castle in this movie is, like, again, it's not, like... They do much better once they go to the new set or whatever it is, like the fake castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's still convincing. I think like all the interior shots are pretty cool. So I like the troll scene. It doesn't make any good. sense, the, the repercussions. The only thing that doesn't, that all, well, the other thing that doesn't make sense is that Hermione like is under a sink that's just been like just smashed by this troll. And then she's telling Ron, before Ron even says what he's going to do, he's like, she's like, swish and flick, which is the most. Well, they know one spell. But, like, she knows so... Yeah, I guess she's... she's I don't think Oculus Repero is going to work in this situation. She knows knows more already at that point. Yeah, but she knows that Ron doesn't even know the one spell that she needs to do. Also, you're trying to tell me that they have been in school since September 1st, and it is now October 31st, and they've learned one single spell. Colleen, we could do a full hour and a half on the academic rigor at Hogwarts. (laughs) It's lacking Lack thereof. God. And there's no AP classes. How are they going to get their university credit? Honestly. It's ridiculous. Hermione should be in all the AP classes. Yeah, ridiculous isn't just a spell to get rid of boggarts, I'm telling you. It's also the curriculum here at Hogwarts. God damn it. What a dumb spell name. <laughs> um, all right, so they befriend. Her, yeah, they, they bully Hermione into friendship, essentially. Yeah. Now they're friends. Yeah. With detention. With detention. And their detention 
This is going to a horribly dangerous forest. The detention comes slightly later. They go to see Hagrid. Hagrid has the Dragon Age egg. Malfoy sees them. Now they have detention. So they don't get detention for the troll? No. 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 Oh, also they run into a three-head Oh, and then we get the... Oh, we missed the... You get the best line. Sheer dumb luck from McGonagall. Sheer dumb luck. Uh... How about she has got to get her priorities? In oh, yeah, that's also okay. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We get the best McGonagall line and the best. Well, I'd say, or worst expelled is just a perfect line. That's a good line. That you could put. Uh, just... Or worst expelled. What was the McGonagall accent? I don't. That you. Just... Was... Fuck you. <laughs> okay. That's the McGonagall accent. <laughs> that's the McGonagall accent. <laughs> it's from the region of fuck you. In Spain. Oh. Um, <laughs> It's like a like Basque accent. <laughs> Spain. <laughs> um, so, they're friends now. They've met us. They've seen the Cerberus. They go to meet Hagrid in the fort or in his hut. Hagrid has a dragon egg. They see the dragon egg. Malfoy sees the dragon egg. They get detention for being out of the castle. So does Malfoy. They go to the forest. <laughs> It sucks out here. <laughs> it's bad for us. I don't get how this is detention is what I wanted to bring up. It's wildly dangerous. But, like, their detention varies so much throughout the course of the book to, like, cap- corporal punishment mm-hmm. to signing autographs to being, like, their life's put at risk going through a forest as 11-year-olds who know no magic. Yeah. Yeah. So With there's... somebody who's not allowed to do magic. And a dog. Does he get detention third year? I don't know. I don't think. I don't think a, so because it's Lupin. There's no notable detention in third year. Fourth year, he doesn't go to classes because he's too busy being famous. Uh, fifth year, corporal punishment again, actual torture. Uh, sixth year, it's just spending time with Snape. There's a lot of like potions maintenance that he has yeah. to do with Snape. Yeah. Uh, and then seventh year, life is kind of detention. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Life's attention. Yeah. Um, it just seems unrealistic. Um, this one, they find out that something is trying, or it's like, they're already on to the, the Sorcerer's Stone is something, right? Uh, they are aware of Nicholas Flamel at this point in time. They don't find out about the Sorcerer's Stone until after Christmas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds yeah. right. Because they spend Christmas break trying to research stuff. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just speed this up. Yeah. Yeah, what All are right. we doing here? And then um, and then they what's later there's Fluffy. They find Fluffy. Yeah, we They're talk. In yeah. The thing. Fluffy's the major point. Yeah. They find out that the Philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone in America mm-hmm. and in the movie is in Hogwarts. They think Snape wants to get it. Eventually, they find out that Snape knows how to get past Fluffy. Yeah. Uh, or they think Snape knows how to get past Fluffy because mm-hmm. Hagrid can't keep his fucking mouth shut. Honestly. He tells everybody everything important. He's just an exposition dump. Yeah. It's a great way to plot out a book. You're just like, every once in a while, this character will say something that progresses the plot. <laughs> They'll just keep going back to him and relying on that. Um they think that Snape is going after the stone. Dumbledore is off campus. McGonagall 
does not believe them when they come to say Snape has stolen the stone. Right. And so, climax. We missed the mirror. No, we're skipping it. Oh. We didn't miss it. We're just moving on. <laughs> we're just moving fast. But it's a plot point. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we get to it. Okay, it's right. all plot points. It's all plot points. Okay. It's all plot points all the way down. We've got a whole fucking another movie to do. That's true. So sorry. Moving. <laughs> a series of <laughs> traps that can be easily defeated by 11-year-olds. Without any magic. Yes. And that also play to all three 11-year-old strengths. Exactly. It's perfect. You A collection of 11-year-olds enough to solve any problem in the world. <laughs> So they escape. Uh, let's see. They get past Fluffy. They go through the Devil's Snare. They catch a key. They don't do the potions task. They play a game of chess. Uh, they don't do that one so well. Hmm? Like they chess? beat it, but they lose two. Well, the they cross. lose Ron, and then they, they don't give have up time Hermione. to film the reason why Hermione can't go on. So. Hermione, you stay. Hermione, you help Ron. Because we don't have the budget for you to be in the next scene. Um, yeah, pretty much. So Harry goes into the final room, and who is there? None other than Quirrius Quirrell, who is in front of the mirror of Erisad, which is just introduced now, was never mentioned earlier in the movie. <laughs> kind of weird that they didn't mention such a major plot. <laughs> what if it was just Snape with a purple turban? <laughs> Snape holding Quirrius Quirrell's dismembered head. <laughs> Um, oh shit, he was the bad guy. Anyways, uh, Quirrell is evil. Yeah, he's the bad guy. And then it turns out he's the bad guy because he's got Voldemort grafted on the back of his head. <laughs> so creepy. Hate it. Yeah, yeah. There's some interesting shots here. Uh, he leaps across the room in a, in a very interesting way. Yeah. <laughs> She's kind of floats across the room. Yeah, it's very bizarre. <laughs> tries to strangle a boy, sort of Homer Simpson style. And then can't touch him. Can't touch him. His hands fall apart and Voldemort is still like, get him. And it's like, Voldemort, <laughs> take stock of the situation, man. My hands are dust. What am I going to do to him? <laughs> How can I? I can't do anything. I can't even use my wand. Yeah, yeah. And then Harry does kill the man. <laughs> he does do that. Yeah. And he grabs his face. Harry Potter, stone cold killer. <laughs> um, That's rough. Harry passes out from the sheer exertion of murdering a man. <laughs> and yeah, and then he wakes, wakes up in the hospital wing. wing. We have some iconic Dumbledore moments. Uh, he, uh, my favorite line in all eight movies: "Alas, earwax." Uh, been tattooed on my lower back. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. That's weird. <laughs> this book also had the best line for um, musicians, which is in the beginning when there's a somehow a choir at the beginning of this, which I'm always like, where did they, where did they practice? Where did they come from? This is the first day of school. But anywho, and he wipes his eyes and he says, ah, music, a magic beyond all we do here. And everyone fucking loved that growing up. Well, that's, that's mostly because of how little magic they do that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can kill a whole choir with the killing curse, but they don't teach that. <laughs> so They also do do magic to make music. The harp is playing itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can make magic do music. <laughs> so it turns out musicians unnecessary. Uh, <laughs> except for setting the mood. Uh... But yes, there's a good Dumbledore line. Yeah, Dumbledore dumbles the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, also, great line of them being like, everything is a secret, 
So, of course, everyone already knows. Yeah, that's a good one, <laughs> yeah. too. Great. Dumbledore is Dumbledoring. They go to the end of the year feast. Well, this is how. This is also when Harry finds out that he's got the protection from the magic of love. Yeah. It's the power of love. Anyways, <laughs> they're at the end of the year feast. Points are awarded. Uh, Neville gets some points. Sli- well, Slytherin them. wins the house. Yeah. We know that. And then Dumbledore jukes on him. Yeah. And he's just like, points willy-nilly. Do you think he does this every year? I'd like to It's imagine. like a fucking game of Mario Party where you get to the end oh. and it's just like, oh shit. But who got the most even dice? You know, like, oh fucking I hey, didn't know what I was going for, man. Damn it, Dumbledore. I didn't know I was supposed to break all the rules and kill a man to win this fucking game. Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> I could have killed Quirrell any time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dumbledore gives them the exact number of points necessary to win. Well, it was 10 points less. They well, were tied. It's not and then like, he gives Neville. Nobody's like, oh, well, it was 10 points. So it was fair. He could have given them one point and been like, fuck it. You beat Slytherin by one, one point. One point, exactly. But it was it was nice that he recognized. Why, why did Neville? Oh, Neville, because he got. Tried to stand he up tried to tried to stand friends. up to him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. They win the house cup. And then that's it. Yeah, they go to the train. Then Harry, Hagrid gives him a picture book. Yeah, Harry goes home to be abused for another summer. And he says, I'm not going home. Not really. And of course, the protection charms on his home are immediately shattered. And they are reestablished around Hogwarts. Should be. By the basic kindness of Rubius Hagrid. And that's, uh, that's that movie. And that's that movie slash book. We can listen. This is the waiting song while Matt grabs water. (laughs) Go, 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 go. Chamber of Secrets, right into it. Same pace that we hit the last third of that one. Okay, Chamber of Secrets. Bring me the plot. I'm trying. Faster. He's not getting any wizardy stuff at home, and he's all pissy about it. Yo, it's because a fucking elf is adding to his abuse. Yes, yes. Uh, the elf is a very bad elf. This is not Legolas. What? You can't say Dobby is a bad elf. In the context of the movies, Dobby in is a terrible elf. This movie, he's pretty shitty. But in the other, in the books, he's well. In this book, he's shitty. But he saves <laughs> Harry's life. He's a bad guy. He comes to save. He's so arguably many times. the antagonist of this book. Oh. He's got more charisma and screen time than the Basilisk does. Oh. Anyway, Harry's at the Dursleys. It's bad. Dursleys are having a dinner party. A, a foreskin of a man shows up, Dobby the house elf. <laughs> and he tells Harry, you can't go back to Hogwarts. Harry's like, I gotta. Dobby's like, what if I stole all your mail? And Harry's like, I don't see how that was related. Right, I'm gonna drop a cake on your hands. <laughs> Dobby drops a cake on a woman's head. Dinner goes poorly. The Dursleys think... Okay, dinner went bad. Clearly, we're not abusing this kid nearly enough. Yeah, that's literally their solution. <laughs> they lock him. Oh, at this point, he's also in a in a room. They think they're being really nice because they gave him Dudley's room. He's like basically just too tall to fit under the stairs. Yeah. Yes, like yes, they gave him Dudley's room. 
So they lock him in that room. Harry is in there. The world is miserable. And he spends the year in that room. That's the secret chamber. Mm. The end. That's it. <laughs> no. Uh, the Weasleys show up. They bust Harry out. They rip the bars off the window. Ron. In their flying car. Fred and George in their flying car. And they fly. Well, their dad's flying car. Harry away. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and the only and- reason they came was because. The only reason they came was because they weren't getting any letters from Harry. And they exactly. were writing Harry, but they weren't getting letters. So they were concerned about him and thought that he was being abused, um, which he was. Which he was. Which he was. So good and that's call. Kind of good call. The, Those are good friends. That's good fantasy in the sense that that's kind of validation you want to have when you don't m- respond to people's messages. It's like when you say, like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't respond to your message, and they don't notice, and you feel really bad. Yeah. 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 This is the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. So they leave, uh, and they go to the borough. The borough. And this is Harry's first time there. Yeah. And Molly Weasley is an MVP. Love her. Yeah. Uh, Love her even more now that I know that she was just being really nice to Yeah. Harry. Arthur Weasley, also pretty solid, pretty yeah. good line. They cut out his line about, are you one of mine, yeah. which is in the book. Good line. It's a great line. Not in the movies, but that's okay. Yeah. We got a lot of ground to cover in the yeah. movies. Uh, Ginny Weasley's awkward around Harry. Oh, and that continues for the next seven movies. Yeah. Well, the, the in the movies, the context of the movies is just that the actress can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't give her anything to do and she can't do it. Has she ever done anything else since? No. Yeah, because she's, I mean, she's got the Harry Potter money, money too. Yeah, I don't think she needs to. Uh, Even such so, an insignificant character. They go to Diagon Alley. It goes poorly. For Harry, because he can't pronounce the name of the place he's been to. Diagonally. They also could have, uh, they could have been like, just say it before you get in the damn fireplace. Yeah, let's just do a quick dry run. Quick say the place that you're <laughs> Where are you going? Yeah. And then somehow. Diagonally. No. no. <laughs> somehow diagonally translates to nocturne alley. Like two feet away from where he needs okay, to be. Okay, as uh, you two clearly have not used as much dictation software as I have. <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> it just does some wild ass shit. <laughs> the flu network's like, did you mean Nocturne Alley? I'm like, I have no fucking idea how you got that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we get the seedy wizard section of town. Right. It's the wizarding red light district. <laughs> Wait, that would have been way better. That would have been <laughs> <than> Nocturne Alley. <laughs> Um, that's upturn out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he lands in Borgen and Burks. Yes, Borgen and Burks, a uh, store that will only be relevant in this book and never again, nor will it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can only come up with a few settings. Oink, yeah. oink, 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 oink. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> reduce, reuse, recycle, right? You don't want to bit too many settings, you know, people get confused. Anyways. It is children. Malfoy shows up and he has a slightly larger Malfoy with him. That's Lucius Malfoy. <laughs> it almost does look like a Pokemon evolution. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you leveled him up enough, his hair would fold out and that's what he would attack with. Exactly. I also just remember the Harry Potter 15 minutes. Uh... They called him Luscious Malfoy. It's pretty good. Because they had a crush on him. Yeah. Uh, Lucius Malfoy. Sorry, Luscious Malfoy. Luscious Malfoy. (laughs) He's got a bunch of shit to sell. But he also brought something that he's not selling for the purposes of exposition. So that we can talk about it. This is not for sale. Much like a woman talked about the alley that she's been to upwards of seven, eight times at that point in time. So if he's got the diary, right? That's mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. He's got the diary. 
Why doesn't everyone fucking know that Voldemort's name is Tom Riddle? Everyone does. No, no, no. Why aren't they teaching children yeah, this? Yeah, that I don't Why understand. aren't they teaching children this? Yes, and I don't think everyone does. I, I legitimately don't. I think they did not tell people Voldemort's Like name. only the bad guys know? I mean, I think the good guys know. Like Dumbledore, I'm sure, knows it's Tom Riddle, of course. But clearly Borgen or whatever, if it, or Burke, whichever one I don't think Borgen opens up the book. I think he just touches it and he could tell there's like dark magic. I think that's what he says. But he, but it would stand so they a reason. Should have st- okay, they should have gone to Borgen and Burke's when they were searching for horcruxes and been like, you, come yeah, with us. Just, Touch this. Gonna run Does it have a horcrux in it? If this guy's like some Horcrux finder, this is great. I don't know if uh, Borgen's going to be like super cool with that. <laughs> yeah, but they could take him in Peary's Curse and whatever. They're the good guys. They, Besides the fact that I know you forget that the Imperius curse is an unforgivable curse because Harry does it all the time. Harry's, Harry's already murdered someone. We're past that now. As long as you don't murder someone with magic, it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you murder someone with love, it's totally okay. It's okay. Yes. So, anyways, anyways I'm just saying. Borgen so, knows that it's a horror okay. curse. The whole plot of this book is that Tom Riddle's diary gets to the school, yes. reopens the Chamber of Secrets, yes. uses the Basilisk to kill people, and is trying to come back to life through uh-huh. the... He's trying to consume Ginny Weasley. Yeah. And you're telling me that Luscious didn't know what he was doing with the... Luscious does not know what a Horcrux is. But it's not established and that this he, is a Horcrux. But he was given this out an object... Books. By Voldemort, yeah. and Voldemort tells him to protect it. In the seventh book, they explain that Voldemort wouldn't have told anyone so, what they were. He would have, because he wouldn't have trusted anyone. So his explicit instructions are to protect it. Yes. And he drops it off. Well, I think so his explicit his, instructions must be to get it into Hogwarts. That's what I'm saying. No, his instructions are not to get into Hogwarts. He fucks up. Voldemort is mad that the diary oh, yeah. is gone. Yes. So he has this. Arthur Weasley is going through the process of having people's homes searched for dark objects. So he has to get rid of it or hide it. He doesn't want to sell it to Borgen and Burke, but he has it on him at all times so that it can't be found at his home. This is the fiction that I'm writing right now. Yeah, I like it. But for whatever reason, he has it with him in Diagon Alley, right? Then he runs into the children of Arthur Weasley and he plants it on his daughter, hoping that something will happen. Or somebody will search Arthur Weasley's home right. and find this diary. Because why would she bring it with her to Hogwarts? Unless it was a magical diary that she would start confiding in and then bring with her to the school. True. Then all this shit starts happening unrelated to his diary. He just, he doesn't know that it's the diary doing it. But now he has a perfect opportunity to get Albus Dumbledore kicked out of Hogwarts. It's true. So it's like two concurrent plans by Lucius Malfoy. It's C. Because he does not know what the diary does. That's true. This guy's not fucking smart enough for that. In reality, given if we look at the chronologic, like the way these books were written, probably the diary is not a horcrux at this point in time. So there is a chance that in when she was writing this book, she thought to herself, okay, Lucius Malfoy is specifically giving Ginny Weasley a cursed object that Voldemort gave him. And that's Lucius Malfoy's plan, is to yeah. try, like, all along. Is that's true. Plan. He doesn't and know. And then later on, horcrux. she's like, oh, she I can make know. this a horcrux. Yeah. And with a little... Oh, look, creative... it's, already, it's yeah. already destroyed. This is great. Yeah. Seven. Yep, there were seven. Yep. 
Seven. Yeah, I mean, she yeah, she's got to get rid of as many as possible to not have to rehash all ahead of time. Yeah, because seven is a lot. Yeah. Um, it's so, seven, right? Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Well, eight. 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 The secret one. Right, right, right. Um, I was rolling my eyes, listeners. This is the worst movie of the two. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and it's. Look it's and weird feel, how they stopped making them after two. Look and feel exactly the same. Yes, it's same director. It feels very similar. Uh, it progresses pretty similar. The shot composition is very similar. They're both like not very good movies. Like the directing and stuff is just fine. Yeah. Um, and they get the job done and they just go through the books. There's a, a more cuts in this book than in the first book because it's slightly longer, but it's still pretty much like beat for beat. Yeah. Hit the book. The A plot for this one is the diary and the chamber of secrets. Right. And this also has the weakest B plot of Gilderoy Lockhart kind of being the like. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, there's a, a lot of questionable academic pro- processes at Hogwarts, but Gilderoy Lockhart being hired, hired as a Defense Against the Dark Arts professor is by far the worst among them. I think it honestly would have been better to just be like, and everyone's not doing Defense Against the Dark Arts this year. Or to just be like, all right, Snape, you get two classes. Honestly, it would have been better. Is this part of like Dumbledore's like sick power trip over Snape to not give him the Defense Against the Dark Arts? It seems like it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it like they imply that the position is cursed, right? Yes. There hasn't been a teacher that's lasted more than a year since Voldemort was in school, right? Since Voldemort applied for the job. Apply for the job. Right, 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 right. So maybe Dumbledore's like, I can't put Snape in that because I need him. And he's probably just going to get killed. He, but then he puts, I guess he does put Snape. But he puts Snape in it the year that he knows he's going to die. Yeah, he's already sick. Yeah, he put Lockhart in it because he was hoping that Lockhart, whom he knows is a fraud, yeah. would get destroyed by the curse. Yeah. He unfortunately had to put Lupin in it. But had a sense that something bad would probably happen. Yeah. He asked Moody to do it as a favor, but with the condition that Moody would only do it for one year. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they also mentioned that the second that Lockhart's only like literally nobody else wants position. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Umbridge is just too Ugh. fucking. She's she probably he doesn't her. have a say in that. He doesn't have a choice. It's yeah. more, it's the minister. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like maybe Fuck he does have to say in it, and then he's like, maybe she'll get killed because I hate this this girl. No, I don't think he has a say in it. I don't think he does. I think she just takes it. She's a fucking worst. The worst. I uh, so all right. So they okay. We're we we're in even, Diagon Alley. We're in Diagon Alley. Um, yeah, we meet Gilderoy Lockhart. He's Lockhart a gives him bag. all the books. He yes. signs them. We Lucious learn all the girls are like, oh my god. See, Colleen, you can't be like we're in the first paragraph and then spend 15 seconds saying oh my god but i hate it because it's like the smart women like molly weasley and hermione i'll pull up the picture harry styles i know the intelligent women are gonna fall on over famous people sometimes but if harry styles i can stop you in your tracks oh yeah just show me the shirt the him in the leather i did it here's the leather outfit with no shirt and the green feather boa oh boy kenneth branagh does a really good job of just being utter smarm on screen. Yeah. But if we took these books as reality, likely Lockhart would be much more handsome than Kenneth Branagh. And like wouldn't come off as such an obvious douchebag. Yeah. 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 He'd be a little bit less obvious of a douchebag. It's just 
it's a little dramatic for the purposes of the book. Yeah. How much of a douchebag he is. Fair. Yes. So we meet Lockhart. Lucius and Arthur get into a verbal sparring match here. They physically fight in the book. Arthur hits him with a toilet bowl seat. It's very funny. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, they go back to the burrow. Then they cut pretty much quickly to the They just go quick. Yeah, yeah, they go to the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they drive in the car that Fred and George rescued Harry in mm-hmm. after Mr. Weasley... I think Mrs. Weasley doesn't want them to use it because she's like, we shouldn't use this. And then they use it. And then... They try and get through the barrier. A barrier is blocked. They can't get in. They're like, what the fuck? It was just Ron and Harry. And so they went and they steal their dad's car to fly to Hogwarts, which is just straight up impressive because, I mean, I know they follow the train the whole time, but think of this. You're 12 years old. I probably have a worse sense of direction than these 12 year olds did. So at 12, this would have been like, I, my, the first day I got my license, or my permit, my dad was like, all right. He went to my high school. I lived four minutes from my high school. We went to my high school parking lot, and he goes, drive home. And I couldn't drive home. Been doing it every day for the past three years. Couldn't do it. Didn't know how to get there. So this is just, like, I remember reading this and being like, wow, they must have such a good sense of direction. <laughs> you said that story as like as if you were setting up trying to say that the book was stupid because you couldn't drive home from your high school. So I mean, I it's like a little you, stupid. <laughs> like, but... I, I like your re, your pivot that it's impressive how good these kids are. I mean, it's impressive, but it's it, when I was 13 or 14 reading this, I thought that was very impressive. But now I'm like, that's unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't have known. You can't, see the tra- you can't see the train leaving from the station because it's a magic train that's hidden, right? I mean, it's presumably you wouldn't be able to see the train ever at all. It would just right. be... So, like, how'd they follow it? I think they know that... Hogwarts is in, like, Scotland somewhere, right? So they're like... I don't even know. That's even more nebulous than... Col- Colleen's like, how'd they follow these train tracks? You're like, well, it's somewhere in Scotland. Yeah, right? So you just well, fly to Scotland. No, I'm just saying, like, they know the general direction out of London. Sure, and then they find the train tracks, and then they, which is actually what they show them doing in the movie. Yeah. So they find the train tracks, and then they insert an action scene where they almost get hit by the train. But the actual action scene happens when they get to Hogwarts and they crash into the Whomping Willow, which Which we haven't seen before. Fucks the shit out of this car. This is the first intro of the Whomping Willow. This is the first intro of the Whomping Willow. And the first time she introduces something in one book that becomes important later. (laughs) 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 I'm talking the snakes thing. Okay. Anyways. So the car gets skull fucked to death um, and then drives off and into the forest. And then literally shoots them out of the car. <laughs> yes. I do like that where it's just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck get you. Out of take my your car. dumb owl. Yeah. <laughs> they should have, they, the car was originally voiced, but then they cut that out because it was a children's movie. Uh, the car jettisons them, boogies out to the forest. Harry and Ron uh, go into the Great Hall um, and. They get in trouble. They get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, and then Snape wants to expel them, but they don't get expelled uh, because there's a movie after this. Yeah. And seven whole muggles saw. So. Yeah. Yeah. That is a really great, like, goddamn seven muggles. That's pretty solid. All right. I, he gets detention. He gets detention. He goes, right, right, right. He's, he hears the snake in the walls. Yes. He, he has detention with Lockhart. Snake. Signing posters. Signing. Oh yeah, that yeah. was a good. That was I a good think scene we in the do book. Lockhart's first class before this. I yep. think so too. Yeah, it's bad. 
he sets out a bunch of pixies and it goes very poorly. Yeah. Uh, they also do the scene. We already had the Mandrake scene too. The Mandrakes. Man- Mandrakes oh, the Mandrakes. Mandrakes. Yeah, correct. Yes. That's plot point. Yeah. All plot points. Yep. I mean, there's no filler in this book. No. Yeah, yeah. At so all. Mandrakes, intro Gilderoy Lockhart, then we do detention, and he runs into the snakes, and then Mrs. Filch. Or Mrs. North. <laughs> Mrs. Filch. <laughs> Mrs. Filch. I mean, probably. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> uh, Filch's cat is petrified. Yeah. And it's very shocking. And yeah, then, and they all uh, think it was him. They don't think it's him yet. Well, Filch thinks it's him. Filch thinks it's him. Because he was there. He was the there, crime. yeah. And then McGonagall tells them all about Salazar Slytherin being a huge fucking bigot. Except for she doesn't in the books. No, it's Binz does it. Binz it's actually Hermione it. being clever. Yeah. It's like a good scene, but whatever. Yeah. Binz is too expensive. <laughs> And they, they spent all their money on Dobby. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they learn about Salazar Slytherin. Yes, Chamber of Secrets, Monster, yeah. Only the Air Controls, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. Harry, Ron, and Hermione uh, think that maybe it could be Malfoy. Yeah. Because uh, he's just a big enough asshole. <laughs> yeah, little I, shit. Yeah, they hate him enough. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't think it's Snape. Yeah, I mean, that is how their reasoning works, and it is wrong five times right once. <laughs> and then, you know, seventh book, it is just Voldemort the whole time, so I'll give you that one. Uh, oh, yeah, there's another example on my notes of uh, Professor Sprout giving 10 points to Gryffindor for Hermione knowing what a mandrake is. Two times a troll. Beats up a troll. Five points. Five points. Knows an answer to a question. Literally is doing the thing that she's supposed to be doing. Ten points. Yes. So we're... Because um, she's the only one that knows how to read. Yeah, well... Yeah, Hermione gets... So this is the the start of a seven-movie trend of just giving Hermione everything in this yeah. book. Good example of it in this book. There's a scene where we find out that Malfoy is on the Quidditch team. Hermione tells him he sucks. Malfoy calls her a racial slur in response. Real good argument scale there. Yeah. Uh, In the books, Ron knows what the racial slur means. In the movie, Hermione also knows what the racial slur means. Uh, Yeah. Cool. Uh, And this this is also the seven movie trend of making Ron incredibly pathetic. It's pretty, yeah. And it's also pretty unrealistic to think that Hermione would know what a mudblood was because... She wouldn't have been. There's no books in school that. Yeah, say, and actually, in Hogwarts not, it's history, they say they have a section on famous racial slurs. Famous racial slurs. It's just like she wouldn't have known it. She grew up in a Muggle household. Yeah, she wouldn't true. know what it is. So yeah. I really don't like that they took that away from Ron. Right. Like so give him the few things that he has. This adds to sort of uh, Draco's overall dickishness, such that they believe that he is the heir of Slytherin. There is a dueling. Cl- oh, does the Quidditch match happened before the dueling club? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Besides Gilderoy's class, we set up he's more and more incompetent when he destroys uh, Harry's hand oh, yes. by removing so first all of, the bones. Dobby tries to save Harry by murdering him. By murdering him with a bludger. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Dobby. In the process, Harry breaks his arm. Gilderoy banishes the bones in his arm instead of healing it. So Harry ends up in the hospital wing where he finds out that Dobby was the one who seeked the bludger on him. And we get more hearing the snake and stuff. And I think another one 
another, another person, person comes petrified. in it's from being petrified. Colin Creevy. Colin yeah. Creevy and Nicholas. No, Nicholas from Mel's later, right? Yeah, because Colin sees it through the camera. Yeah. Oh, maybe this so is the, the person the who sees it through Nicholas. Because I think Colin is later with the camera. Bah. No, because this is a scene where they open they're up like, the maybe case. they have a photo yeah. of yeah. The, the, and it's. Yeah. Yeah. I think they caught the Nicholas Flamel one from the they, movie. They right? definitely have him in the it. hospital. They say with... it at the end. Yeah, they're like feeling better, Nicholas. Yeah. So, but I don't remember seeing. I don't him. remember. I don't remember seeing him in the hospital, nor do I remember who saw him. No, I agree with you. Um, but they definitely said it at the end. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to read through this whole Wikipedia article to find something that's probably not referenced in the Wikipedia article. Yeah. But yeah. So we're basically at the point where Gilderoy Lockhart is set up as incompetent. And they are also trying to figure out what's actually going on with the heir of Slytherin. Mm-hmm. This is when Harry discovers the diary, right? Yes. Because it's before the fall of the spiders. Yes. And before Hermione gets petrified. Petrified. Right. So uh, We'll throw in the dueling club in there. Harry duels Malfoy and yeah. reveals to the school that he can speak parcel mouth. Yes. So now everybody thinks he's the heiress. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, then he meets Tom Riddle via diary. Yep. Because Ginny Weasley tried to shove the diary into a toilet. Yeah. Yeah. So Harry starts talking to Tom Riddle. Tom Riddle shows him a memory in which it appears that Hagrid released the monster. So Harry and Ron go to confront Hagrid while Hermione recovers in the hospital wing still because she's still a little bit of a cat. Oh yeah, we didn't mention the Polyjuice Potion. Yeah, they did the Polyjuice Potion. It turns out it wasn't Draco. It's a lot of buildup for no progress on the plot. Um, But yeah, they do the Polyjuice Potion. They find that out. They go to the forest. Or they go to meet Hagrid. Hagrid tells them to follow the spiders. Then they go to the forest. They follow the spiders. It goes poorly. It goes really poorly. Yeah. They're chased by spiders out of the forest. But they do find out that they are afraid of the monster and that Hagrid did not yes. set the monster free. Um, but I think this is also when Hagrid gets arrested. Yeah, Hagrid gets arrested before they go to see the spiders. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And the right. reason is because, yeah, they presume Hagrid had released the monster originally. They're like, shit's back. Yeah. Something's wrong. Justin Finch Fletchley. Oh, yes. They yeah, that is not in the movie. Yeah. No. But he is. He's the Hufflepuff He's the that's Hufflepuff. afraid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think they kind of gloss over him. Thank you for fact-checking. It was also uh, Penelope Clearwater is also one of the people that gets uh, petrified. I don't remember that one. They cut her out. They definitely cut, uh, I mean, I know they cut her out from the movies. I don't remember it happening in the movies. Oh, yeah. They, she sees it in the puddle of water. I thought it was Mrs. Norris. Yeah, that, I, I think there's two, uh, there's two. Whatever, who cares? Seems too convenient. Uh, there, there's they, there's the thing paralyzes things by looking at you. How do you give? How do they unparalyze nearly headless Nick? I assume they sort of hold the polyjuice potion inside of him and or the mandrake juice, <laughs> that good mandrake juice. Mandrake. Drought or whatever they say it is. Yeah, Drought. sorry. Anyways, um, where were we? They're basically about to open the Chamber of Secrets. They're trying yeah. to research what kind of monster Oh, yeah, does they find this. out that Hagrid's not the one yeah. that opened it. They find out, yeah. Hermione uh, figures it out but gets petrified in on the way to tell uh, Ron and Harry. Um, and then of course she shit's about to go down as it does at the end of every, every Harry Potter book. Yes. Um, so... 
they find the note that Hermione was going to deliver to them, figure out it's a basilisk. She was carrying a mirror to not get petrified to check around corners. Um, simultaneously, how do the teachers find out? The teachers find it that Ginny has been taken into the Chamber of Secrets. Right, so they're like about to like lock down and be like, get the fuck out. Let's get all the students out of here. It's not safe here anymore. And then, and then Ron and Harry are idiots and they're like, let's go so, save her. And then... They were all, all the teachers trying to hoodwink Lockhart because they're like, oh, if you're so good at your job and you're so smart and you already know where the Chamber of Secrets is, you go fix this. So and so they go to him. They don't send the kids with Gilderoy. No, no, no. Her, they, right? sneak, yeah, okay. they sneak around to go. And then they go find him in his office to be like, hey, we're going to help you or whatever. And he's packing up his shit. And they're like, what the fuck? And he's gotcha. like, oh, yeah, I'm, I made all this shit up. You think I did all this? Now I'm going to use my memory charm. And then the plot point that we forgot to mention, Ron's wand broke at the beginning of the movie and it's just been backfiring, not working all year. And now Gilderoy takes his wand and tries to do a memory charm on him. This is after they get into the thing, right? Or is it before? It's after after they get get in. So yeah. So then, okay. Anyways, they get, they bring him to the sinks or whatever. Harry pictures a snake and gets the thing to open because they realize it was from Moaning Myrtle because she was the one that was killed by the basilisk last time. They open the thing. They make Lockhart go down first because he's a big old baby. They go down with him. Lockhart's like, ha, I've got you now. And I'm going to go save Jay or something. Like, I'm going to be a bullshit asshole. And then he does the one thing and then curse backfires. He's a blithering idiot for the rest of his life. This begs the question that do, do any of the teachers know where the Chamber of Secrets is? No, no. they don't tell anybody else. Right. So they take Lockhart right to the no, Chamber I, of Secrets. But like Dumbledore doesn't even know? Dumbledore no. does not know. Nobody knows where the Chamber That's of Secrets is. That's crazy. Nobody guesses that they could ask the ghost. Because they all know that Myrtle right. is the ghost of the girl who was murdered. But did nobody asked her. You would think they'd be like, let's just post up someone in that bathroom. Yeah. That could kill snakes. Snake murderer. Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some sort. So they get down in the dungeons or whatever in the basilisk thing. They see the scary snake skin. It's super scary. And then they go. Ron stays with Lockhart. So no, he, there's a cave in when Lockhart uses. Oh, there's a cave. Okay, I was gonna say. Yeah, so he has to dig out a hole for them to get back through, so they can go leave the cave essentially. Convenient. And Harry goes and finds Tom Riddle. And Ginny. Ginny's lying on the ground. He's like, oh no, Ginny, wake up, wake up. And Tom's all like, I'm a bad guy. And Harry's like, come on, Tom, help me. You gotta be a good guy, right, man? You gotta? And then Tom's like, no, I'm actually, I'm Voldemort, you idiot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am the bad guy. I've been talking to a, a fucking enchanted diary, you dumb fuck. Yeah. Of course it's evil. Yeah. So yeah. then we get that. Then he's like, I'm gonna stick my basilisk on you. And so he does. Like, I and like then, the Foley. Yeah, no yeah, problem. He does. <laughs> the basilisk shows up. And then Harry's like, oh no, I can't look at it. And then Fox shows up, the Phoenix, who Harry met earlier this movie, right? And yeah, the person yeah, who yeah, met him in a bar in Hogsmeade. Yeah, yeah, he met him in uh, in Dumbledore's office and then he burst into flames and he was all like, it wasn't me. And Dumbledore was and like, yeah. Your chicken. Yeah, I know. Uh, so Fox shows up and like gouges out the eyes so that Harry can look at the basilisk, which is like, thank God for Fox. You know what I'm saying? The only reason Harry gets out of this one is because of a bird. Surprise Fox doesn't come back in the seventh. Doesn't? He comes back in one of them, doesn't he? He, come, he leaves after Dumbledore dies. 
thought he just, I guess, yeah. Yeah. This is his. He's like, bye. Peace out, fuckers. I was only loyal to that bitch. Bye. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyways, Fox gets his eyeballs out so Harry can look at him. But that doesn't really help because Harry's like, I don't know what the fuck to do. He's still 12. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so... a 12-year-old boy. He's like, what am I going to do with a 60-foot snake? I just, don't really know. <laughs> does Phoenix piss kill snakes? Because I'm, I'm out of luck here, Fox. <laughs> He's, like, trying to fight it or whatever. Eventually, Fox brings in the sorting hat, right? Fox and... brings in the sorting hat yeah. pretty much right off Okay, the and It's then... just that he doesn't pull the sword out. Yeah, he doesn't later. pull... Okay, that's what I say. I know he brought it at some point. And then Tom's like, what an idiot bird bringing a stupid, useless old hat. And then Harry's like, cha-ching! And he gets the thing out. And then he stabs the basilisk. Mm-hmm. But then he also gets the snake bite from the basilisk fang in the midst of stabbing it. This is single-handedly the most badass thing Harry Potter For ever sure. does. For sure. For sure. He's a wizarding sports star, but he killed a snake with a fucking sword. Yeah, yeah that's pretty dope. Snake, with like, one, one blow to the One blow to the snake. He killed it. Yeah, it's pretty well, dope. Well, technically he got killed in the process. I'm also, so I'm doesn't also, matter if you've got healing potions. <laughs> the other thing I'm curious about is the basilisk. So they later say that the in later books, they say that the the, the sword of Gryffindor, it only takes in that, that which, which makes, makes it, it stronger, stronger which they said it took in the basilisk, fang, venom stuff. But it's like, he didn't stab the fang. Is there venom just like in a snake? Like, well, the venom, the venom snacks, venom snacks, uh, venom <laughs> snacks are a brand of Bye, Dorito. <laughs> uh, venom sacks would be in the head somewhere. The so he got somewhere. lucky. However, it's, it is magic. So. Uh. You know, you slayed a sword. You slayed a magic creature with a sword. The sword take gets like plus one to attack and defense yeah, yeah, because it killed, a, it killed a giant fucking snake. The sword <laughs> leveled up. <laughs> it's a legacy weapon. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he he ices this snake, yeah. and then Tom yeah, Riddle can't shut his goddamn mouth. Tom Riddle's like, "Oh my god, you dumb idiot! Y'all just fell You're for my magic die. diary. My magic diary, the source of all my power, and you fell for it." What? <laughs> Oh, this diary and Voldemort's like, whoa, wait, don't touch that. Wait, 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 no, 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 it's not that powerful. It's no. not, it's not. It's just my diary, man. If you kill the diary, she'll die. And then Harry gouges the shit out of that diary. Voldemort explodes in the light. Won't be the first time he disappears <laughs> yeah, into we'll, dust. We'll definitely Won't not. be the last. Uh, and then Harry's all like, I'm dying. And Ginny's all like, oh no. I'm dying more constipated. Oh, no. I am a child actor. And then Fox comes over and starts crying, and Harry's like, suck it up, you big fucking bird. Like, seriously? And then it's... it's I'm the one who's dying. Why are you crying? Don't be dramatic. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, Fox heals Harry. Yeah. And then Fox carts those losers out of the chamber of secrets. (laughs) Wild shot. It's all dangling from a bird. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's quite a scene. Uh, Harry saves the day. Phoenixes are pretty dope, huh? Yeah, it's a good pet. Yeah. How do you get one? Do you think they're uh, really you rare? You need to be like a paragon of virtue. Like, where do you think Fox went? Find Heaven. another paragon of virtue. Like, I guess they're How many immortal? phoenixes exist? He's got to find the next Dumbledore. How many phoenixes exist? Five. <laughs> I don't, do you so think that's specific? A... <laughs> I just like, wouldn't everyone have one? No. They are intelligent creatures. The phoenix chooses the wizard. You can't just go to the store and buy a phoenix, Colin. I don't know. Hagrid does buy an owl. That's an owl! And a dragon. He trades for the dragon. Yeah. Okay. 
So I barter for the phoenix. <laughs> you gotta barter for the phoenix. <laughs> you can only get the phoenix via hostile takeover. <laughs> all right, so they're all out, and probably another hospital wing, I imagine. Oh, no, they they just, go back to the hospital wing because they're reviving, and they don't go back to the hospital wing. They, when they they're were at their feast when Hermione runs into the room. In the movies, in the books, don't they go to the? Don't the, they go to the hospital? In the wing? books, it just fades to black. They're just always in the hospital wing. In, in the, the books. books he goes. He takes the last ship to Valinor. Mm. Yeah, forgot about that. I don't know what. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they go. Sure. Um. Anyways, in the movie, they go to the feast, and Hermione shows up, and Harry and Ron hug her, and then Hagrid shows up, and it's such a long shot in the extended edition it's of everyone. Wait, 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 we missed the whole confrontation with Luscious. No, isn't that after the feast? Oh, no, it's oh, right no. after it's, they get out. Yeah. It's right after Sorry. they get out. So they go up to Dumbledore's office. Washington's yes. is there. He's furious. He's like... This and, is pretty important. And they're like, Dumbledore's like, this was definitely yours, right? And Washington's is like, hell no, it's not mine. I'm just over here looking good. What? It couldn't, be, it couldn't have been mine. Luscious? And then we learned... <laughs> Luscious would never do something. Mm, no. Luscious Malfoy? And that's when we learned that Dobby is... Is the Malfoys yes. out self? He's there. He's getting beat up, which is just wild to watch. Like, yeah, can you yeah. imagine just watching stuff? Like, imagine even if you're even if you're equating house elves to dogs, which you shouldn't, because obviously they're intel they're more intelligent creatures. They can speak and do magic, and that's pretty dope. But even if you're comparing them to dogs, imagine if somebody walked into your office at work and they just like had a dog there and they just started kicking it and you just didn't say anything. Yeah. It's wild. It is. Even with a dog, it would be terrible. With a house elf that has like a mind of its own and can speak and be its and own person. And also do magic. Okay. And, do and magic. if anybody in that room has earned the right to kick Dobby down the stairs, it's, it's Harry. Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on, me. So anyways, uh, they get all mad and then he sees the diary. Like it's all, you know, bloodied or whatever from this shit. And then, so Dobby and Lush just go to leave and Harry's like, like, hey, kid, yo, can I give him, this. can I give him his diary back? And Dumbledore's like, yeah, sure. Why not? Takes a sock off, puts it in the book, gives it to Luscious. Luscious gives it to Dobby, therefore freeing him because he has given him clothing Harry Potter is amazing and wonderful. And then later he's Dobby's thanking him and he says, just promise me, at least I could do Dobby, just promise me to never try and save my life again. And I'm like, he broke that goddamn promise. And if he didn't, he'd still be alive today. And Harry would be dead. Uh, <laughs> also in the movie, slight change. Lucius Malfoy does try to kill Harry in the hallway. Yeah, he really does. He's about to say the killing curse. <laughs> A little too over the top. A little over the top. No, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. And then they go to the feast. And then they go to the feast. And they applaud for Hagrid. And they applaud for Hagrid for no reason. Nobody knows who Hagrid is. Nobody knows who Hagrid is. He's not a teacher or anything. He's just the groundskeeper. Probably only like 10 students have probably talked to him. It's the students who are friends with the janitor. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, you know, it's good. But it's not a lot of people. (laughs) Worst book. Not worst. Of the two we did. Worst book. Worst movie. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah, I think the first book, it's just hard. You can't make the first book be the worst book. It's like lightning in a bottle, like, energy. Like, obviously, there's a whole series. They're all very good. The first book is not my favorite book. The first book's not the favorite book, but it introduces everything. So it's it's a bit more Without it, there is no Harry Potter. Yeah. And the second book's just kind of like, meh. So we'll, we'll rank while we're running. So right now, one is one. 
Yeah. And two is two. Yeah. In both. In both. In both. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, I mean, you can't recreate the first one. I also just think, like, even though maybe the first one's a bit more colored by numbers with, like, the trial and, like, all the things, like, the magical world is still fun and novel. Mm-hmm. In this one, it's like, yeah, you fight a snake. Yeah. It's like, it's it's a cool climax, we but it's just like. Polyjuice potion. No, we talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we just burned through it. Yeah. Yeah, Polyjuice but that person, comes, that comes that back like twelve every times. Every other book, she's yeah. like, it's "Fine, we'll I get just... the Polyjuice potion when it has a whole fucking episode." Sure. Episode four will be the Polyjuice potion hour. It reminds me of a lot of this year in the hospital, huh? Between the cat situation. And... Yes, yes. When they all suck at magic later, one of them didn't have a wand for the whole year, and yeah. Hermione spent the entire time in the hospital wing. So the fact that Hermione is even competent is crazy. Right. And, she's and then still Harry the best. spends a whole entire year just playing a game. Yeah. Hogwarts. Terrible. You know School. what? I'm lying. He spent a whole year playing a game, yes, but he probably learned more studying for how to play that game than he did in class. Yeah, well, Harry Potter can only learn something if there are life or death stakes. Like, how sad is it that they, in book five, and I know it's like, oh, because of Umbridge. It's like, no, it's because your teacher sucked that you had to go to form a secret club to practice. That is a secret homework club. Right. The best so teacher nerdy. he ever had secretly a nazi secretly a nazi <laughs> um rough rough yeah yeah anyways that's the end of the movie my dog's dreaming so we're gonna get a little Aww. bit of that um a good dream. yeah i mean it's fun having the books as a refresh it's gonna get more and more important because they start to lop off yeah parts of, the, of it yeah large yes, chunks yes. when we get to the seventh book i will discuss my dobby theories as he is a frequent fan of the cutting room floor, as it were. Yeah. Should we talk a bit about like how we want to structure the rest of these episodes? No, we'll just each one will be one, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. There's enough. There's enough in the rest of them. You don't get a playful outro because you know what's coming next. Yeah. No. The next one we're gonna do. Actually, we're gonna do a random one. Of the, no, we're gonna do Prisoner of Azkaban. The mask. We just did them all out of order. Yeah, we just like released the mask. Right <laughs> the Prisoner of the Mask of Azkaban. <laughs> oh yes. It, so we will do one episode per subsequent movie, but we will pair it with a random other movie. random Jim Carrey flick. <laughs> and try we try to sync them up so that they become a series. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Well, this will be fun. Yeah. Yeah. See you guys in Azkaban. No. Hmm? We don't go there. Yeah, we're going to go Azkaban. No. We're going to we spend at least 30 minutes no, talking we, about Azkaban. We never go there. I wonder if there are other wizard jails. Yeah. That are lesser. Guard. But like less bad? For less bad people. Oh, uh, like a wizard-like <laughs> prison. Yeah. <laughs> like a minimum security, like yeah. white-collar clock. Yeah. Uh, no. Like, you know, for the rich white wizards. No, they send Hagrid to Azkaban right away. It and seems they, wild. Yeah. Straight to jail. The, the, the consequences for doing a very small thing bad are well, not Well, we could talk about the wizard justice, justice system. It's, a, it's problematic. But we'll get to it in the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> okay. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.